I'm Caleb Brown, host of the Cato Daily Podcast, and I'm taking this time to ask you during the month of December to financially support the Cato Daily Podcast and the broad mission of the Cato Institute to advance individual liberty, limited government, free markets, and peace. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor and support our work. This is the only time of the year when I make this request, so I'm adding something. If you support Cato to the tune of $1,000 or more, I'll give you a shout-out on the podcast, or you can designate an individual to receive all the benefits of that donation. Just visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor to get started, and thank you. This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, December 9th, 2019. I'm Caleb Brown. Forest restoration on public lands is a serious problem, and some federal laws make it more difficult. So what can the private sector do about it? Holly Fretwell from the Property and Environment Research Center sat down with me to discuss how privately issued bonds to fund that forest restoration can deliver benefits to communities and investors alike. We spoke in Colorado Springs in October. How does forest restoration function now? Oftentimes it doesn't. We have so many forests at risk, especially on our federal lands, and it is so difficult and costly to get in and do that restoration that the amount of restoration that needs to get done is not being addressed. The restoration projects are very small at this point. Is that because of federal rules governing it, or is that just because there is otherwise a lack of interest in spending the money? A little bit of both. We have the National Environmental Policy Act that certainly makes it more expensive and costly to get in and do restoration on our federal lands. We also have a lack of of appropriations on our federal lands to get stuff done and limited funds both for state and private individuals that own timberlands to do large stewardship projects. So what is the role of bonds in getting forests restored. So we have some really interesting new projects that are coming out, and these are actually private bonds. It's it's private individuals and companies that are investing money up front to help get the restoration done on these forests, and that money is going to be paid back from those that are benefiting from the forest restoration. Okay, and and who might those people be or groups? So some of the the groups that are actually putting money up front would be foundations, individuals, wealthy individuals that are interested in putting their money into environmental enhancement, environmental quality, and even insurance companies that are interested in reducing the risk of wildfire in areas where they have homes that that might be impacted by those fires. And this is actually a lower lower cost mechanism for them to uh, resolve some of the fire issues. Okay. So uh, these, these groups are putting money up front and then expecting a return on that. Uh, you, who's putting these deals together? So there's a couple of different groups putting these deals together. Blue Forest Conservation is one group that's putting uh, a project together that's actually been done on the Tahoe National Forest, and they've been working on this that, this past summer. There's another group, Quantified Ventures, that's pulling together a bunch of different types of deals, and the both of them work with what they call outcomes-based projects. So the whole goal isn't how much timber you're removing, how much you're removing from the forest. It's what is the outcome and how much are you increasing the resilience of this forest and reducing the risk of severe wildfire that will get out of control and take out particularly the watersheds, but also the homes in the region. And is the science pretty clear on what contributes to forest resiliency? Uh, the, the science is, is very clear, especially in these areas when we have the, this just tinderbox of fuels that's sitting out there that we definitely need to be removing some of those timbers and preferably even doing prescribed burns, which becomes a little bit more complicated with existing regulations and, and the increased risk of, of catastrophic fire um, occurring because of a, of a you know, intended fire. Okay, out of so what is the 
what's the role of government here and can we get rid of it? The the role of government here is that they own a lot of the lands that are in this extreme risk of fire. And government is not doing what needs to be done to actually get this, to, to get restoration taken care of. And there are private individuals and private sector uh, stakeholders that can help us get this stuff done and that are showing us that we can actually do this, even if it's federal land, we can do this from the private perspective as long as the as long as the federal regulations will allow us. Okay. So what's the status of these bonds? Like if I'm an investor and I'm thinking, oh, I might like to buy one of these bonds, what kind of what kind of return am I looking at? The the bonds that they're looking at right now for the San Juan National Forest and adjacent lands, it's actually 63% of the lands that will be re, uh, restored are private and industrial lands. And, and then the other portion of that is both federal and state and tribal lands. And they're trying to come up with a, about a 5% return on these bonds. Okay. That sounds pretty good. But for an insurance company, for a major bottler of beverages, uh, the returns that they're getting uh, quite possibly are over and above whatever the 5% uh, rate of return is because the for an insurance company to get into that game, they're doing it as a self-interested uh, project to reduce their potential payouts in insurance payments. Right. And the the stakeholders in the region, the the Coca-Cola that, that's using the water is also, as you say, benefiting from this because it's reducing the risk of, of wildfire and the sedimentation and the increased cost of of that water for them. So they're willing to put money up front as well, but they don't have together, those, those stakeholders don't have enough funds to start the project. So that's how the projects are actually being repaid, and that's how the investment is being repaid with interest. I can hear the complaint in my mind already, and I have to say it out loud, even though I don't believe it, is that there are some people who will say, well, yeah, sure, they're helping rebuild forests, but uh, they're just doing it for the money. Well, most of what's going on in these forests is not providing materials that are coming out of the forest that are very valuable. Uh, in fact, most of it's going to cost a lot more than the the value of forest products that's coming out. But the benefits that we get in water quality, reduced risk of, of severe wildfire, and even carbon sequestration, if you want to add that into the equation, are tremendous. We also get increased habitat because these forests are so dense and, and um, tight that there's not a whole lot of forage in there for a lot of wildlife. And we could actually, if you wanted to look in the long run, think about in the future, we can manage these forests for wildlife habitat, for old growth, and for rotational forestry where, where we actually have timber products coming out that are valuable. Holly Fretwell is a research fellow at the Property and Environment Research Center. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.